Hello. Hello. to Three Stooges Throwback, the comprehensive, encyclopedic compendium of all things Three Stooges. From woman haters to sappy bullfighters, from Curly to Shemp, and even to Joe. I am your host, Gabriel Russo, and I'm looking at all 190 shorts produced for Columbia Pictures by the Three Stooges comedy team. Hello and welcome back once again to the Three Stooges Throwback podcast. I am still your host, Gabriel Russo, and we are still going over the 190 shorts produced for Columbia Pictures by the comedy team, The Three Stooges. This is episode 36, covering the short Three Little So-and-Sos. First things first, as always, I use Wikipedia, IMDB, and threestooges.net to find most of the information for these episodes. I usually watch them on Daily Motion um, or on YouTube. I've read almost every book on the, on the Stooges. And I use my own brain. And I use my own brain to formulate opinions on the shorts as well as regurgitating the opinions of others. So I had a wonderful email from a fan. Um couple of weeks ago from uh who has a youtube channel with um all the curly shorts at least so maybe some uh shemp but they're in uh 1080p uh he's still working on uploading the rest but i've been watching the shorts now on the on his channel so that is um i think it's the three stooges all one word on youtube um, and they're in great, uh, they're in order and they're in great shape. They look better. <laughs> they look better than they did in 1930, whatever, probably. So thanks to him for reaching out. And I'm glad that you are enjoying the show. That is fantastic. With all that being said, let's get on with the show. The runtime on three little so-and-sos is listed at 19 minutes. But 16 minutes is around the longest I have found uh, to watch. So this short was filmed over four days from March 21st to March 24th, 1938. And it was released on January the 6th, Friday, January the 6th, 1939. And was released on Friday, January 6th, 1939. The first Three Stooges short of 1939. They sat on this short for eight months before releasing it. We have some weirdness here as they, they film, uh, violent in March. Four days later, they start filming three little so-and-sos. And then six days later, they film Mutts to You, which came out first. Um, you know, it's a frenzy of work. Then they release them out of filming order. I wonder why. I wonder what all happened. That's interesting. I may. I have to check that out. I found, uh, earlier this week, I found a site dedicated to the Columbia Shorts Department. Everything. And it was very detailed and I barely have, uh, looked at it at all, but, um, a little bit of information on everything. So that was kind of, uh, fascinating. So I'm going to have to check that out. I don't remember the uh, so useless plug because I don't remember the web address, but I'll give it in, a, in a, an upcoming another episode here. So 
Anyway, we uh, since we have all of the 1938 shorts wrapped up, I will go ahead and pick my favorite. Drum roll, please. The best Three Stooges short of 1938 was Tassels in the Air, in my opinion. Uh, so far, the ranking is as follows. For the Best of Each Year award, we've got Punch Drunks, Hoy Polloi, Disorder in the Court, The Sitter Downers, and finally 1938 Tassels in the Air. So we'll see what 1939 has in store for us as uh, I will keep my running tally. <laughs> and then we'll have a tournament to see the best Stooge short. So Curly, Larry, and Moe are our Stooges here, as usual. The title card features, quote, with Phyllis Barry and Harry Semmels, which brings us to the credits. Produced by Jules White, directed by Del Lord. Story and screenplay by Ewart Adamson, all of whom we have profiled in brief previously. The supporting cast here features James C. Morton, as Admiral H.S. Taylor. He's been covered a bit, so he gets short shrift here as well. <laughs> Ned Glass, he's the sailor with the telegram. He was blacklisted during the McCarthy era, but he managed to get enough work through friends like John Houseman and Moe Howard. His last role was in Cagney and Lacey in 1981. Cy here as the brig guard. He was in 37 Stooge shorts. In his photos online, he, uh, in the one picture, he, he, uh, he looks like Lou Costello in like the thumbnail. But when you look at him up close, he, he does not actually look like Lou Costello at all. We've covered him a little bit, but LA police were pretty sure that he worked as a collector for mobster Mickey Cohen before getting into acting. So Harry Semmels is Count Alfred Garrall. He's got 349 credits to his name. He was the DA in uh, Disorder in the Court. Phyllis Barry as Miss Olga Arvin. She was born in Leeds, UK. This is her sole stooge credit. She has 45 total to her name. She was also billed as Phyllis Dubarry, Dubarry, D-U, in two silent films. Uh, she appeared with Buster Keaton the comedy teams of Wheeler and Woolsey and Laurel and Hardy and with Charlie Chase. She died at 45 years old after taking phenobarbital. John Ince, he's another butler in this one. <laughs> he seems to play a lot of butlers. He was an actor and a director in silent pictures. Upon sound, um, he stopped directing and became a character actor. With the Stooges, like I just mentioned, he's been a lot of butlers. <laughs> so Vernon Dent, the ever-present Vernon Dent, as the laughing party guest, he did 59 Stooge shorts. Seems like more. We've covered him before, but I uncovered a rumor about a Christian scientist and dying from complications of diabetes. But that is Bud Jameson. I think uh, that some fans were getting the two confused, and so some online entries are wrong or other rumors come about. But uh, I think it was Bud Jamison that was the Christian scientist. But evidently they say that's not even 
Um, that isn't actually what killed him. That had nothing to do with it. He was, um, he was just ill, I suppose. I don't remember what it was exactly. So Arlene Heath as a party guest. She's only listed on Three Stooges Net as being in this short. She has 11 credits total. She was in two Stooge shorts, even though that on Three Stooges.net she's only listed as one. Al Thompson is a party guest also. He was covered recently, so we'll move on to Elaine Waters, who's a party guest. She did 25 credits. 11 or 12 of them were Stooges. Lou Davis, he was a party guest. He was in 41 with the boys. Bud Jameson is the policeman. As we said, he's been covered, and I try not to do too much on one person, so there's a little bit of tidbits every, you know, every time um, for the next time they show up. So, we'll, uh, John Tyrell, Terrell, is the officer on the ship. He has 306 credits, 48 of which are with the Stooges. He got his start at 16 years old in vaudeville as half of the dance team Terrell and Mac. A dance team. Interesting. Charles Doherty Policeman. Oh, <laughs> that's interesting because they have, you know, it's kind of like today. The, um, you know, they have dance team, you know, two, two men, two people dance teams on uh, like America's Got Talent, that kind of thing. So vaudeville is just, you know, it's morphed into, or at least the acts from vaudeville have, are at least getting traction again in the, in the new millennia. We've got Charles Doherty as the policeman. He's been profiled a little bit and really nothing else remains on him. Some, some of these folks there's hard, you know, it's hard to find, uh, information on. Lane Chandler is a shore patrolman on the sub. He was the husband in Mutts to You where they were the dog washers. Before acting, he was a tour bus driver in Yellowstone National Park. I'm saying credits for all these folks, and I know it just sounds like I'm reading, you know, a list of names, blah, 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 and the number of, you know, but the majority of the roles in Stooges, the majority of the roles that these people all played were either in Stooges pictures or other shorts or even in features were uncredited, all these folks, for the most part, not all of them, but a, a great, the vast majority of them. It's kind of weird to be in like a hundred pictures or something, but never having your name credited. So I feel like kind of, you know, that's sort of why I, I, you know, I credit most of them as, as many as I can without it just turning into, like I said, like a list of, let me just read this list. So anyhow, this short opens with a sign for the Republic of Televania Naval Base, Admiral Taylor, James Morton. He gets a telegram inviting him to the house of Count Alfred Gerall. But the Count is suspected of being a spy, so Taylor is going to go and try and trip him up. So we cut to the boys as tailors in the Navy. They're ironing and cleaning uniforms. Curly's complaining he's sick of this. But Moe reminds him that it was his idea to join up. Moe threatens to hit Curly with the iron, but Curly reminds him he had to pay for the last one. <laughs> So Moe has burned the uh, captain's pants and he tells Larry to fix the hole. It's a huge burn. It's, you know, the size of the iron. <laughs> um, Curly is sipping gasoline and spitting it onto the clothes, like misting it on to help clean it, which is just crazy. I guess they, they you know, they did that. But wow. 
He says, uh, gas don't taste so good since Prohibition because they aren't as careful when they use it for making gin. <laughs> a horn blows at 12 o'clock and they rush out because they're off duty. Curly says, make way for a tailor, girls. Uh, Larry says he's going to get 18 blondes and 12 redheads. And Mo is going to go rowing in the park. <laughs> but uh, all of a sudden, the Admiral needs his stuff clean and pressed. So Mo gives it to Larry. Larry gives it to Curly. But uh, Curly finds an invitation in the Admiral's coat pocket and hatches a plan. You can tell by his face and the noise that he makes. So Mo and Larry are getting all gussied up. Larry has a curling iron. He's doing his hair. And Mo is like gooping his hair down with some goo. Brill cream or something. Larry says, the dames will go for, dames are gonna go for me. Uh, you should see the bearded lady. Ain't she something when she gets a shave? <laughs> uh, Mo says he's gonna spend a hot weekend on a roller coaster when he's done rowing the boat. That's big plans, man. Row a boat and then go on a roller coaster. Mo's gonna change his socks. What an experience, he says. Which is just, what? So, he sits on the uh, curling iron, and then he gets mad, and he clamps it to uh, Larry's nose, and I, he says, I always wanted to see you at a permanent wave. <laughs> Curly comes in dressed in the Admiral's uniform. It scares Larry and Mo, and uh, he pulls a quick pose and says, oh, look, it's an Admiral, and runs away. And then they chase him. They end up outside beating up Curly when uh, some sailors notice. Uh, the shore patrol guys come walking up. And uh, they're like, you can't strike a superior officer, you know. And Curly plays along. So we cut to the boys in the brig. <laughs> well, Curly and Mo, anyway. Or, I mean, Larry and Mo, anyway. So Curly knocks on the window and uh, he pantomimes going to a dance and meeting a lady. It's a, a funny little bit of business. Um, he's miming like kissing when the admiral comes up and busts him and he runs off. The real admiral comes up and, you know, he runs away. He fools the guard and he goes in, he talks to Mo and Larry and he says, uh, for five bucks a piece, I'll get you out. <laughs> Curly, they're like, what? And, and uh, Curly orders him to be on bread and water. But uh, Mo argues with him and Curly says, on second thought, make it just water. Mo, Mo pokes him in the eyes and Curly says, make it salt water. <laughs> <laughs> they give him five bucks each. And so he walks away saying, uh, there's another gate, so it won't work anyway. And they grab him back. <laughs> so he orders them to be let out. The guard says they were kicking an officer. Curly kicks Larry, who kicks Mo, who kicks the guard, who kicks Curly. And then he's horrified, and he puts himself in the, into the brig. <laughs> the boys run out. They're going to go get another, uh, they're going to go get other officer uniforms from the cleaner. And go to the, go to this party. So we cut to Count Garrel's party. Phyllis Barry is talking to Garrel about the Admiral not showing up, but they are announced and in they come, in come the boys. She says, uh, she'll get the information if, if it's, she says, I'll get the information if it's womanly possible. So we know she's not, she's not good. So Garrel shakes Curly's hand and, uh, he says, how did you know I'm a tailor? He says everyone knows the Taylors of Kentucky because he's Admiral Taylor. So Larry is Commander Button and Moe is Captain Presser. <laughs> Taylor, Button, and Presser. 
Phyllis starts to flirt with uh, Curly and says, uh, you know, would you like to sit down? And he says, let's go find a dark corner. <laughs> and the, the look he gives Mo as they're being led away is great. So Larry calls him an old so-and-so. And uh, two ladies walk in and Mo and Larry go to show them their tattoos. <laughs> she lights uh, Curly's cigar, the lady, and asks him to tell her about being in the Navy. He tells her they feed you. They feed you beans every day except Sunday when they get when you get bean soup and beans. <laughs> she feels his muscles and she calls him a sturdy oak and she's his clinging vine. She says, won't you tell me about the submarine? He says, he doesn't know. I don't know about subs. I'm a tailor. She doesn't catch on. And she says, don't you trust me? He says, sure. I don't, but I don't trust myself. She's like rubbing his head and stroking his face and all. And he kisses her, and then he does that stand-up thing where he's, like, swaying, like, back and forth. You know. And then he sits down on his lit cigar, which has fallen. I like the little swaying bit that he does. It's funny. Vernon Dent now is fixing a drink, and he is scandalized by by their kissing. But uh, Curly pulls her onto his lap anyway, and he he says, don't mind him. She says, I smell rubbish burning. He smells onions frying, and it turns out it's him on fire. He ends up with a couch spring stuck to his butt. She walks off. He's, uh, he, he goes and stretches the spring, and he's pulled back onto the couch, and then it's a slippery floor, and he does a good bit where he's, he's sliding all over. And Dent is laughing like crazy. He's laughing at Curly, and Curly gets all mad at him. And Curly has a great scene where he grabs a tabletop to stop himself, and then they're both dragged back across the floor. He tries to run a little bit, and his feet just slip and slide. And then he falls down, and man, he knocks his head on the table, and Dent laughs like heck. And Curly finally runs hard enough into the next room where it breaks the string or the spring, and it uh, snaps him. He tells Mo he has spring fever. <laughs> so the real Admiral Taylor uh, shows up with a policeman in tow, and he says uh, the boys will vouch for him. <laughs> they do not, and Bud Jameson arrests him. <laughs> So Mo says they'll be shot at sunrise for this. And Curly says, maybe it won't come out. Maybe it'll rain. <laughs> Phyllis hears that they have to hide out. And she sidles up to Curly and says, you showed me that submarine. You know, we can hide in there. And they're like, oh, we'll hide out there. That's a great idea. As they leave, uh, you know, Larry and Curly both grab dessert trays and hide them. Larry stops short and Curly just gets a face full of his dessert. So we cut to the Navy radio guy. He's giving an alert that a sub has left port unauthorized. <laughs> they were just going to hide in it, not steal it. But uh, inside now, we, we go into the sub, and Phyllis has a gun on the boys, and so we've missed the reveal, evidently, and they've stolen the sub and kidnapped our heroes. Curly says, but what about us? She says, I'll kill you. Curly says, well, if you do, I'll never talk to you again. She sees a mouse go running by in the submarine and faints. <laughs> so what? Uh, Mo grabs the gun that, um, that she had as she fainted on Garrel. Garrel then turns and kicks it out of his hand in, a, in an action sequence. The gun hits Curly in the face and knocks him out cold. And Mo and Garrel are rolling around, choking each other back, you know, roll, 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 roll. Larry has a cudgel in his hand, and but he knocks out Mo by mistake, obviously. And now he's alone with the killer spy. But Curly is up now, and he has a club. Lots of clubs. Then Phyllis is up, and she has a knife. And they're all chasing each other around in a circle. 
So Curly knocks her out on the backswing, and then Garol with the forehand. He saves the day. Curly does. And we see the death chart on the sub, and they are sinking. And then the, we see the sub at the ocean floor, and, the, and they fall all over the place. Mo says, we're sunk. We're lost. And Curly gets a close-up, like, freak-out scene where he can't breathe. And Mo says, what's the matter? What's the matter, kid? Curly says, I'm practicing for when we run out of air. <laughs> I thought that was great. Curly sees the periscope, and he says, oh, a microscope. I can see. I can see. They say, what do you see? Water. <clears throat> I hear meow. Meow. A school of catfish just went by. Uh. Curly barks at the periscope. The radio operator is now calling in all bombers, ships, planes, everything to get this sub. And uh, they start turning wheels randomly. To, you know, they're trying to return to port. They manage to raise the sub, but it's going up and down. Then it's circling around. Then it's spinning around on its axis. It's pretty good. Then finally it leaps out of water like a whale breaching. But batteries one and six are ordered to open fire. The boys have smoothed out the sub and Curly climbs out the porthole. And a shell goes flying right by his face. He ducks a couple of more, yelling, Hey, you know. He raises a white flag, and a shell snatches it as it goes by. And we go to a, uh, we see a squadron of planes overhead, and they drop a bomb. It goes straight down the hatch of the submarine, and Curly catches it. It's a dud, luckily. And Curly's about to smash it so it can't hurt anybody. I'll beat its brains out. <laughs> the Admiral has, uh, has boarded the sub. And he goes down in there, and they're like, we aren't traitors. We captured those spies for you, sir. And the Admiral's all impressed. He says, how'd you do it? Curly shows him. He grabs his club, and he says, going to show him how he knocked out the spy. And he hits the bomb where it explodes, killing everyone. Ah, wow. Cut to the boys with angels' wings flying through the sky. And the Admiral is an angel. He's right behind him giving chase. Ha! Ah, the end. Unbelievable. <laughs> so this is the last short to use the Listen to the Mockingbird song as the theme song. Three Blind Mice becomes the theme with Flatfoot Stooges, which was filmed before this one, like I said before, but then released afterwards, making Flatfoot Stooges actually the first one to use Three Blind Mice as its opening theme song. The title reference here is You Little So-and-So, which means You Little Son of a Bitch. <laughs> this is one of four shorts where the boys die at the end, which is, you know, it's very strange. You Nasty Spy, we haven't gotten there yet. I'll Never Hile Again, we haven't gotten there yet either. And Half Shot Shooters being the other three. We have covered Half Shot Shooters. So we've done two of the four where they die in the end. This is the fifth of 16 shorts with the word three in the title. So there's some trivia you can take to take to the bar. There's 16 Stooge shorts that start with, or that have the word three in the title. In the final scene where the Stooges turn into angels, Larry asked director Del Lord to make him the lowest man because he was afraid he was going to fall. But uh, instead, Lord had him hoisted the highest. When Larry screamed and was, you know, complained, he said, you are up there and you are going to stay up there until we finish the goddamn shot. Wow. What? Wow, that's unreal. It wouldn't have made any difference at all to make Larry the lowest. You know, that's just funny. When Curly falls on the ground, he hits his head, and uh, Del, I mean, and uh, <laughs> uh, Vernon Dent laughs. He hits his head on the table. Really, in real life, he hurt himself. 
But you can also hear crew members laughing, which is rare. The wires holding the boys and the ones holding the bombs are visible when they're like when they're angels and then when the bombs are flying by. Um, this is due mostly to modern techniques, though. I'll bet you um, when they were released, audiences couldn't couldn't see the wires. So, you know, made them like uh, state of the art. 1080p shows a lot. <laughs> we get the spring stuck to the butt gag, which we see in four other shorts. And we had the war scenes reused for boobs and arms. And they stooge to conga. We'll get to both of them in due time, and we will see some scenes reused. This one gets a 9.06 on 3stooges.net. And I'll give it a 9 as well. There's some good stuff here with Curly, and the spring bit is great. Curly makes it really funny. Uh, Curly as the Admiral was funny too. He really shines in this short. A lot of fan reviews were giving it a 10. They also mentioned that 1939 to 1943 are starting the peak Curly years. He's really coming into his own as a comedian, as a physical comedian. So there should be some really great uh, shorts coming up. This is, or at least great performances by Curly. I'm looking forward to it. And so with that, this episode comes to a close. Um, that's going to do it. It is, as of this recording, it is December 21st, 2021. Uh, I'd like to say Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Holidays, Merry New Year. <laughs> Merry New Year. That's my impression of uh, from coming to America. So anyway, uh, Happy New Year to all. Thank you for listening. Like I said, uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Tune in next time when we will look at the next short, We Want Our Mummy. <laughs> Thanks for all the nice messages about the podcast. Please send me uh, more emails. That was fun. Go to anchor.fm if you want to make a podcast of your own. It is a great free site. Takes all of the guesswork out of podcasting. It makes it super easy. It makes it easy to get to monetize. It makes it easy to get listed on all the directories. It's all that. So please go and rate and review the show if you like it. Boy, if you like it, you could go and rate, give me a five-star review. That would be fantastic. So apparently it really helps. If you're not a fan, then you just leave it alone. That's cool. We don't need a bad review. <laughs> Send me a scathing email. <laughs> anyway, I have been your host once again and chief knucklehead, Gabriel Russo, broadcasting from Stooge Studio at the back of the house. See you next time. Merry Christmas. Bye. <laughs>